I'm Brett Boone from the Brett Boone Podcast. Every week we look at the state of Major League Baseball, which teams are exceeding expectations, which ones are struggling to meet them. Follow and listen to the Brett Boone Podcast on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good evening, folks. It's time for your Thursday evening edition of It's News to Us, our daily podcast, taking a look at the day's top stories. Uh, I think we've hit a little bit of a slowdown as we uh, roll uh, towards last uh, few days before election uh, election day on Tuesday. Yeah, it seems like that. We'll see how it goes. I mean, sometimes if we say something like that, all you know, all heck breaks loose. But you never know. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Uh, to, today just seemed like a slower day. Yeah. Um, that being said, we did have some good uh, high quality stories um, actually starting yesterday. Um, with the story you covered after the podcast. Uh, yeah, we, we talked a, a preview about it, um, you know, before I covered it last night. So, so what, what, what was going on with that, that event up in Henrico? And what are they, what are they really pushing for up there? Well, uh, Henrico has been in uh, planning for a interchange on 64 at Gaten Road for a long time now. Uh, they're in the final stages of preparing their plans for this interchange along. Now, that's the priority, getting the interchange at Gaten Road. Now, of course, all this is aiming to kind of reduce some of the congestion on Broad Street, uh, you know, because if you there's been a lot of development with houses, even west of Short Pump Town Center yeah. in the past 10 years. And uh, if people live in that area and they're taking 64 from wherever they're coming from, work or wherever, they've got to take that Broad Street exit. And so does everyone else who wants to go to the mall or they want to go to Target, they want to go to Trader Joe's, wherever. Uh, And so it just creates a lot of bottlenecks. So uh, the assistant police chief in Henrico had a uh, statistic that he shared last night that between December of 21 of last year, December of 21 or December of 2021, December 1st of 2021 and November 1st of this year, which was only a couple of days ago, they've had um, six intersections of broad between Sadler Road and the Goochland County line or just any stretch of broad between Sadler and the Goochland County line. Six of those six of the top 10 crashes in the area in that time have occurred on that stretch abroad. Yeah. So they want to alleviate some of that um, congestion. So they want to uh, do the interchange at Gaten Road. They also want to eventually improve the tight off on ramp at Broad Street um, and the short pump area, especially going westbound. Eastbound is kind of a, you know. Yeah, e- eastbound, it, eastbound, eastbound, is, eastbound is nice. Westbound is scary as heck. It absolutely is. And so one of the reasons they wanted to do this yesterday is because, you know, they wanted to bring along Congressman Rob Whitman, who <laughs> up until uh, you know a few months ago didn't have this area as his district, um, but he does now. Uh, so he was invited to uh, on this ride along, as well as uh, Thomas Nelson, who works for the Federal Highway Administration. To get them an idea of what needs to be done. And I talked to Rob Whitman after kind of the ceremonies yesterday, and he was saying it was a good thing that they did this because, you know, a lot of times during the approval process, especially on the federal level, 
especially since, you know, some of the officials who have a hand in approving this, they might not know what's going on. They have lots of questions. So at least, you know, Thomas Nelson, who works for the Federal Highway Administration, Rob Whitman, of course, lives close enough. He could he could, uh, you know, have seen the uh, he could have experienced uh, some congestion and shore pump himself. But probably Thomas Nelson hasn't. So uh, this kind of made things a little bit smoother on the approval end. It goes to VDOT next month, the plans. Then it goes to the Federal Highway Administration in like January. And Whitman's saying that because of this, what happened last night, perhaps the approval process will be a little more swift on the federal level. Of course, nothing ever runs quickly on the federal level. But Whitman's hopeful that maybe this time next year it'll be approved. And then, you know, construction can happen. It'll be another, what, three or four years before the interchange comes or whatever, however long it takes. Well, and of course, that interchange at, at Broad and 64 hasn't changed since when no. it used to dump you out and you turned to your left and you saw cows. That's exactly right. And so when, you know, 64 was built back in whatever, the 60s or whatever, yeah. There was probably nothing but cows back there, and that interchange made all sorts of sense. And maybe even the eastbound 64 was interchanges yeah. like that too. Yeah, which shows you how long that I have I have lived in this area. That you know, we we both remember that it, that that interchange being cows, and then well, you didn't have short pump town center. Well, and you didn't no, have you everything didn't. past the town center. I can tell you that when I moved here in 2000 pretty much there was development. The target was there. Yeah. The Best Buy was there, but there was really nothing past the Walmart. Right. Right. And, uh, and uh, well, Barnes and Noble actually. And, and, and the gate and interchange is, is needed just to, so you can, you know, have people head to Pouncey tract and pull uh, people out yep. of that other, you know, basically there's, it, it's needed. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> is needed. Yep. I would be, I would be shocked if, if, uh, if the feds don't go along or VDOT somewhere down the line doesn't find money yeah. to do it itself. Yeah. So, so the new uh, transportation secretary was there too for the state, Shepard Miller, and um, he they had like a pre meeting in the administration building where he wasn't there, but he did yeah. uh, participate in the ride along, and then he had to go to somewhere else. So I didn't really actually see him. Yeah, but they, again, again, an, an, an important need there, and yeah, uh, you know, I can tell you, if you, even if you don't get off in short pump, if you drive sixty four out in that direction, let's say you're heading to two eighty eight that interchange backs up and if you're not all the way over as we discussed yesterday doing the uh the, yeah. the oh the weave the yeah, weave yeah weave. you're you're in you're in trouble it's, it's yeah it's, and it's and dangerous. you know rob whitman was saying that's just you know there's not enough room for to get to highway speed if you're coming on to 64 from uh broad street you know going westbound on 64 there's not enough time to get to highway speed and it's just a nightmare I, I say this jokingly because obviously he sees DC traffic, but he doesn't see anything like that in King George or, or, or no, or no, absolutely. what based in Montrose, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's nothing like that in Montrose for yeah. sure. So mo- moving on, sep- uh, different story, still government related. Yeah. So we found out today some of the tips that were emailed into the governor's education tip line, which of course was controversial. Way back when it was announced back in January, people saying, oh, he's targeting teachers. You know, it's a, it's the opponents were calling it like Gestapo like ta- tactics, people ratting on their their neighbors and, and teachers. Yeah. So we we got some of the 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 documents that were provided as part of that tip line. But in the process of learning that, we also learned that the education tip line 
no longer exists. And, and it's been hasn't that way existed, for a couple months. Hasn't existed since September. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. So it was it was interesting. Basically, what happened was these tips, these documents were provided as part of a settlement with a number of news organizations. We were not one of them, but the AP, which we contract with, was. So that's how we were able to, to get access to some of it. Um, but uh we 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 saw a number of these people complaining about remote learning. Uh, another person wanted lesson plans from their their teacher uh, to ensure that divisive concepts and I use the air quotes there because that can be defined by whomever is defining it. Um, you know, wanted the lesson plans to see if that those were in there. Um, other people complaining about. Uh, uh, let me see. There was, there was there was the remote learning. Oh, teacher pay raises. Someone was complaining about teacher pay raises, with which I don't think that's what the tip line was originally for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even some people complaining about Governor Youngkin on the tip line line as well. But then, you know, a few people tried to to, to check out the tip line, email the tip line today, and actually, and I'll give credit to them. WTOP reported first that, hey, the governor's office says it's no longer up. I confirmed it with the governor's office. And yeah, they deactivated it in September because it was barely getting used in September. Okay. Well, when did it come up? When was it uh, When was it uh, developed? It was first activated almost right after the governor took office. Okay, that's what so, I thought. And, and then the, I guess the comments kind of cooled down and that why they got rid of yeah. it. Well, well, yeah, and you got to remember what was going on in January. In January, you still had uh, students in masks. Right. You still had uh, occasional uh, classroom closures. Um you know, and 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 you had quarantines and things along that line. It was a different time period, and that was the guidance at the time. Yeah. Um, by March, the bill passed that allowed for optional masking, um, and things changed within the you know the numbers and things along that line. Yeah. And so you yeah. saw things coming down. You saw less, um, at least on the on the the pandemic front. Less focus on education that with within the pandemic. Well, we've had you know surges since all right, that, right? But you've had less less of a focus on that. Yeah. The educational focus has now been be it CRT, be it um, mm-hmm. you know uh, the issue of uh, you know the roles for transgender, transgender students. Yeah, transgender is huge. Right, right. And mm-hmm. and and let let me stress because because I want to be clear on this. CRT is not taught in Virginia schools. I know that people have different definitions, but the 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 specific definition of what uh, critical race theory is is not taught in Virginia schools. Um, you know, we can have an argument uh, with other people as to what they include under critical race theory, but you know, just wanted to wanted to put that caveat in there. Um, and I, I will take the angry arrows for 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 putting that in there, but you know. That's what it is. So, anyways, the the education tip line is now down. So that was a, that was a little bit of a surprise to today to find that out. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if really if you're in the PR department of Governor Yunkin, you'd want to publicize that the you know that the tip line was down when it came down in September because probably you know the reason it went down is because interest had kind of waned anyway. So the interest in a rest release that the tip line was down would probably only yeah. interest the media and not anybody else. Well, well, and and also in September, I mean, there was a number of things going on. Plus the, the governor was out campaigning. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, yeah, it's not 
not surprising that we didn't hear about it in September. You know, yes. things tend to come in with big fanfare, tend to go out with less fanfare, and that mm-hmm. is not a not a that is not a slam at the governor. That no, no, is no, absolutely that, is, not. that happens happens with every candidate everywhere. Yeah. So. So um, speaking of schools, there was a bus accident this morning in Henrico, uh, a bus taking students to Wilder Middle. Um, One student was injured, non-life-threatening. The person in the other car was injured. Basically, it was the bus was turning from Harvey onto Reynolds towards Wilder Middle um, and hit another vehicle. And the bus driver has been cited for failure to yield right of way. Yeah, so. Yeah. And if you see images of this, uh, it looks like a pretty bad crash because uh, yeah. the minivan looks pretty basic, basically look like a T-bone. Yeah, it did. And uh, it's really fortunate that more people were not injured. As right. And fortunate that none of the injuries were life threatening. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and as we we actually didn't discuss this in the uh, in the uh, the stuff we did yesterday but you know that accident in 95 was in fact a fatal accident uh that that horrific accident that we kept on getting more details about it just yeah right and the lanes the southbound lanes didn't open until six this morning right so right. it was I mean, throughout the whole overnight northbound lanes i think were open yeah. yesterday evening maybe or yeah oh, yeah um but the but the southbound really didn't yeah. fully open southbound until did not open until before rush hour this morning but you know some it depends on when some people work some people i know i used to work in the state and yeah. a lot of people were early yeah. early uh arrivers at state buildings so <laughs> if they were trying to get to to the downtown they still couldn't before six and that's hard on this story but really it's it's amazing how just a horrific accident of timing that whole thing was was that you had an i a, a, a i beam Right. Overheight I beam hit the the overpass, then speared the septic truck, which led to an explosion. I mean, so many things had to happen for that to happen, and they all did. Yeah, it was really kind of. I mean, you hate to say use this kind of word, but it was really kind of the perfect storm of events for that to happen. Right, right. So, and and Belvedere's uh, back open as well. They they assess the the, the bridge that. Thing. That overpass bridge was singed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but thankfully not too too badly damaged. So yeah, for 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 traffic purposes. Um, you also uh, talked with Richmond Police today. Speaking of, because we had talked to Richmond Police about the Belvedere part of this story yesterday. Yeah. Um, with this uh, situation, uh, this uh, this homicide out near Armstrong High School, which we've done a number of stories on, not only tangent, not only related to this actual crime, but of course that was something that led to the cancellation of one of uh, the Armstrong High School football games because it was shortly they had a after delay in one of them, right? Too what. They had a delay in one of them too, right? Right. Well, you yeah, had the delay with the shooting that occurred right. just prior to that. And then a the right. couple of days later, you had this, right. uh, this, this incident. And then that led to, I believe it was a JV. It was, it was a JV game. JV with game not being played because of, because of concerns. But if you could uh, tell people what you covered in re- regards to this, uh, this incident by Armstrong a few weeks ago. Yeah. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, there was a pretty uh, gruesome story that came out of uh, Richmond from an incident on North 23rd street, which Matt mentioned is near Armstrong high school. Um, a, uh, a 17 year old boy was body was found in a trash can. Uh, I believe this. Yeah, this happened on October 19th. So two weeks ago yesterday as we're recording this and uh, that occurred uh, and police 
trying to figure out what was going on. And they made an arrest of another 17 year old in this case, uh, who's now charged with first degree murder and use of a firearm in the commission of a felony. The arrest actually happened on Tuesday. We started hearing about it today, but um, he was, the 17 year old was um, arrested without incident in this case. Um, And no information of, you know, I assume he's in juvenile detention at this point, but uh, James Mercati from the uh, Richmond police didn't have any confirmation of that happening, but he's in custody charged with uh, first degree murder and use of a firearm, the commission of a felony, very serious charges. Basically when um, this thing happened, it happened about two 30 on that Wednesday afternoon, a couple of weeks ago and police were called uh, for shots in the area and came to investigate and found the body and the trash can in that area. So uh, a very sad situation. And once again, it's another one of the uh, string of high school kids or teens who've been yeah. either seriously hurt or shot and killed as a result of gunfire. And unfortunately, a lot of them in the East End, although this has actually occurred in a number of places, you know, yeah. An, yeah. I, the majority of them have been in the East End, but other places are not immune. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there was one in the West End, uh, yeah. not necessarily yeah. fatal, but a shooting that occurred in the West End recently. So mm-hmm. and honestly, shootings happen anywhere where we just literally did stories on um, them looking for the suspect and releasing the video in the uh, uh, homicide in Midlothian. So. Yeah, so it yeah. can happen anywhere. And that backs up right up to Midlothian High School. No places a meal. So, no. Nope. So, hate to end on that down note, but that is basically uh, the, the, the Thursday, uh, yeah, Thursday uh, evening edition of its news to us. Um, coming up on Monday, um, what Jeff and I have talked about doing is basically giving you guys, rather than talking so much about what we covered on Monday, we're going to give you an indication of how we're going to handle Tuesday. For election night, um, think to give it'd be nice to give you guys um, who listen sort of an indication of how we cover things. Um, we want you guys to believe the stuff that we're reporting, um, and we want you to to understand our processes. So we're going to go over that on Monday. I think that would be a good thing for us to do. Yeah, so absolutely. So again, this has been the Thursday evening edition of its news to us. He's Jeff Stapleton. I'm Matt Demline. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Baseball season is heating up. Odyssey has you covered with the most entertaining coverage of your team. Stay locked in and in the know with the local voices you trust as they bring you unfiltered takes, recap games, react to the latest team news, and talk to callers. Listen to your favorite shows for free on the Odyssey app, odyssey.com, your smart speaker, or in the car with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. 